Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I am so happy and grateful to have Dara with us today, who, after being diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 42, left her 20-year career as a personal banker and financial advisor to focus on writing, speaking, and podcasting. Today, her personal blog, Crazy Perfect Life, reaches over 180,000 followers. Dara is author of two books, Crush Cancer, Personal Enlightenment from a Cancer Survivor and Crush Cancer Workbook. Dara's goal is to use her life experiences to help people strengthen their relationships and create more happiness and joy in their everyday lives. Dara has authored another book coming out in September, I Am My Mother's Daughter, Wisdom on Life, Loss, and Love, about the relationship between mothers and daughters from one generation to the next. It's available for pre-orders on Amazon. She also hosts a podcast, Thrive, the podcast with Garth and Dara. Part of life is facing and overcoming challenges. This podcast helps listeners overcome whatever challenges they might encounter. Dara, welcome and thank you so, so much for being here today. Hi, thanks for having me. So excited. Yeah, I am too. I mean, if this this interview even it comes to a fraction of the conversation we've had before this, I think this is going to be a really magical experience. You were telling me beforehand about you're going on to week six, being sheltered in place, quarantine, lockdown. There's so many terms. I don't even know which one we're supposed to use anymore. And you were saying that you had this thought today that I think is such an incredible thought that you were thinking if I would have known, if I could rewind back and somebody told me on day one, they said, you and your family are going to be trapped together for six weeks straight, how you may have shown up differently. I I wonder if you could just expand on that a little bit. Yeah. So every week I send out an email to my email list about, I kind of started it sort of like, you know, week one and bunker one, week two and bunker one, because I call this bunker one, just, you know, just kind of keep things light and fun. Um, And then today I was sitting down and I was starting to kind of write my week six. And I was thinking, wow, you know, six weeks, that's a, that's a chunk of time. Um, And then that's not like, we can't discount that. That's significant amount of time. And I was thinking if you had told me six weeks ago that I would be in this space in my home um, my husband has been able to work from home and my, I have two daughters. My oldest is in college. So she's been home. And I thought if you had told me six weeks ago, you're going to have this six week chunk of time to spend with your family. You're going to have food to eat. You're going to have, you know, you don't have to really worry about anything except for staying at home and being together. What do you want to do with that time? where, what do you kind of want to do in terms of like creating memories and magical moments? And I thought if I had been a little bit more intentional about the time at the beginning, then I think it would be a little bit different in terms of what we have today. And that just kind of made me think, okay, what do I want to do intentionally today to kind of impact the rest of the time that we have together and we've had great time together i'm not saying that we haven't had you know lots of good moments and and blah 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 all that but i think we could if if i had been more intentional it it maybe would be maybe it would have been a more positive experience for us than what we have today 
Give us an example. What is something that you realize now looking back with the gift of hindsight you would have changed? Yeah, that gift of hindsight, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a sense of humor of its own, doesn't it? It always shows yeah, up. Yeah, right? that gift of hindsight. You know, I think I think I just would have said, okay, guys, we're going to get to spend six weeks together. And, you know, what are some things that you want to do together? The only thing is we just can't leave our house. But what are some fun things that we want to do together? Do we want to have like, you know, a game night, a movie night? Do we want to take turns making different kinds of foods? Do we want to have, you know, like food from like Italian food or Chinese food or, you know, just kind of doing different things like that? Or do we want to start meditating together or mm. doing online, you know, exercise classes? I think we could have been more intentional about the amount of time that we actually spent together every day because you know right now as we speak my husband is downstairs working in his office both of my daughters are upstairs in their rooms you know in their class if you will but there's also a lot of downtime as you know um i mean we all have a lot more time because we're not driving to work or you know there's no commute school is shortened um so i think we could have just been maybe we could have done more fun things together mm. at the end of the day that, um, but like you said, the gift of hindsight. And so I don't stay in that space and think, gosh, I wish I had, I want to use that to say, okay, what can I do mm. um, going forward? Because I don't know how long we're going to be living in bunker one. Um, so if we're intentional today, if we decide to be intentional from this moment forward and we have a family meeting tonight at dinner and we say, okay, guys, I don't know how much longer this is going to be, but what do we want to do that's going to be really fun? I think that can kind of change the landscape of where we go from here. Hmm. a little bit differently than where we've been. I love how you're framing it too. And I think there's something really important to note there for folks watching and listening. You're framing it in a way where it's a, it's a, it's a desirable outcome you want, right? It's, it's not what can we do, or it's not how can we distract ourselves from what's going on outside, but it's, it's under the frame of we want to have fun. So what can we do to have fun? And I think that's such an important skill set to note for people because a lot of times we when we're lacking intentionality or sometimes we're being intentional about the very things we don't want to experience and we don't realize it i think that happens a lot i mean yeah. i think a lot of people even find themselves in that situation and i think it's worth even just taking a moment to talk about because fear is something that we've all experienced over the past six weeks how can you not i mean when this whole first thing happened I was definitely glued to the TV. I was definitely watching probably more than I needed to in terms of my share of the media. And fear was there. You know, what's gonna happen? Are we gonna get it? If we do, are we gonna be okay? Um, and so these are things that none of us know the answer to. But if we think about it all the time, first of all, it's not really gonna change anything except for mess up our present moment. But I don't think a lot of us know or, or recognize that we actually get to decide what we want to think about. And if, we're, if I'm in my home, I can choose if I want to think about what's going on outside 
or I can intentionally kind of shift and say, okay, I choose to recognize what's going on, but I don't want to be in that. I'm, I'm not going to stay in that fear space because how can you have as much fun as you can possibly have if you're in the fear space? You can't. Yeah. What is, what is being intentional? mean to you? I, I, I want to maybe define it, if you could define it, because I'm not sure everybody fully understands what intentionality means. So what is, I guess, what does it mean? What does it look like? And how do you, how do you make it a priority or a focus every day? Yeah, I mean, it's a challenge for, I think, for a lot of us right now. But to me, and to me, intention means really thinking about how, and I'm thinking of intention really based on when I talk about how I want to spend my time. So it's really kind of how do I want to spend that, the, the hours that I am blessed to have right now with my family? And what do I want to do with the, that time that I have? So I'm thinking about intention more so directed towards time and what can I do to sort of, um, try to manipulate that, the time a little bit so that we create magical moments together so that we create that fun that I'm talking about. So it's sort mm -hmm. of using the, the, the time that we have, how do I wanna spend it? Thinking about how I wanna spend it rather than <clears throat> just letting the time go by. And you know, the first couple weeks of this whole thing, it was, it was really, it was hard to be intentional about your time. Um, I think a lot of us were sort of like in shock, you know, like, is this really happening or what's going to happen or what does life look like? And there was a lot of really scary moments. Um, so maybe, you know, I know for myself, we've kind of settled in, if you will, that this is what life looks like. This is what our new normal looks like right now. So maybe it's easier to sort of manipulate the spending of our time because we've sort of settled into what it feels like right now. And so we, we, we can be a little bit more in control of, or intentional about moving forward. How, you know, this is kind of a interesting, I guess, question that's popping up for me, but I'm going to ask you how important and how intentional are you with your language? And I asked that again because not only how you're framing stuff, but I noticed that you just did something really I'm curious about. I think typically people would say something to the effect of, <clears throat> how am I going to spend the time? Or how am I going to spend the time with my family? Or how am I going to pass the time? And you said, how am I going to spend the time that I'm blessed to have with my family? You added in that blessing piece. And I think that's such a such an unbelievably powerful strategy, if you will, to do because it's, it's adding another layer to something. And I think not enough of us do this where we just, we settle for bare bones. I, I have this time versus saying I'm blessed with this time. You know, I got to go to work instead of I get to go to work. I'm blessed to go to work. How, how intentional are you with your language? I think that I haven't always been intentional about my language or the way that I view the blessings in my life. But I mean, I've been through hard things in my life that have taught me the power of gratitude and 
the power of the way that I look at things and the impact that can have. I mean, my attitude dictates everything. And I don't want anyone watching this to think that I've just been walking around, you know, Miss Sunshine through all this because I've absolutely had hard moments. And I'd be giving you, I wouldn't be being honest if I was saying that, you know, I'm always in a good mood or that we are, my family, we haven't had our share of arguments or, you know, sister drama, if you will. I have, you know, a 20 year old and a 17 year old, and they're not super happy about being trapped in the house right now. So, um, I mean, there's definitely been um, moments that have been hard and I'm sure we'll continue to have those. But at the end of the day, gratitude is, I think such a powerful tool that I try to carry with me every single day. And before I even get out of bed every morning, and I've done this for a long time, I try to figure out or think about, you know, what am I grateful for today? Mm. And that's been really important through this journey in just terms of like how I've been looking at the past six weeks. You know, am I grateful? What am I grateful for today? Um, what am I grateful for in this moment? And gratitude, I think at the end of the day, you know, you can count your problems or you can count your blessings. But if you take one thing away from this talk, just think about right now what you have in your life that you can be grateful for. And no matter what your situation is, even in those really hard moments, there's always something to be grateful for. You just maybe have to look a little bit harder to find it. Craig, I'm so grateful you made that distinction about counting our, our blessings or counting our problems. And I feel like in society, sometimes we as a culture, <clears throat> speaking specifically to American culture, since I live in the USA, uh, have gone to this place where it becomes almost like a merit badge of counting who has it worse, who has more problems. Yes, yes, so true. Why do you think we've gone that way? Like, why, why, why is it that? Yeah, you know, it's not even just with that. It's also kind of like we we do it with the work. Like, oh, I stayed at work till yeah. two in the morning, and I got three hours of sleep, and my job, blah blah blah. I don't I don't know why we do that. Um, but you're you're right. We definitely um, it's a mindset, and I can't really identify how we got that way, but I feel like things are. I feel like there's a shift right now. I mean, I feel like people are starting to kind of be more intentional about thinking about things that way. Um, and then just gratitude has been a big buzzword in the wellness community for several years. And I think people are starting to kind of realize the practice of living with gratitude and the positive impact it can have on your daily life and it's free. It yeah. doesn't cost anything. You can do it by yourself. It's pretty powerful actually. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, maybe to expand on that a little bit, it's, it, it, it's we've, we've almost, this is maybe a harsh word, but bastardized what gratitude is. And it's like, gratitude is, I liken it to the little kid on Christmas, right? If we got better presents than the other kids, if we have enough that we can brag about, then we can be grateful. But if we don't have the latest iPhone, the latest clothes, the latest this, what we end up finding is maybe almost more to lament or using those to define why we're less than or not enough uh, versus being grateful for, I always talk about people, they'll say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to find gratitude. Start with your biology. 
Can you see, can you smell, can you hear, taste, touch? Can you breathe? Do you have blood flowing through your body? Your fingers work, your toes work? My goodness, do you have a hell of a lot of stuff to be grateful for that if one of those things stopped working, imagine how incredibly different your life would be. So true. And that was one thing that I mentioned, like when this whole first thing sort of happened with the coronavirus and, and I was feeling fearful because I was just kind of watching what was happening, especially in New York. And, and I was watching the numbers and listening to the stories. You know, if, 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 if you, I was able to kind of shift and instead of kind of focusing on the fear, kind of take it back to how grateful I am to not be going through that right now. Mm-hmm. And just focusing on, gosh, we're so lucky. We're, we're not going through that. So maybe I'm not going to be f- as fearful as I was. Instead, I'm going to take that energy and kind of put it in the grateful space. And, you know, we're so lucky we're not going through that. We're so lucky that we're all together. We're so lucky that we have our health. I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. And, you know, that's something that hopefully people that maybe took their health for granted before are, are realizing is that, I mean, there are really healthy people that have gotten the coronavirus and sadly haven't made it. Um, And so maybe people won't take their health for granted as much as they have before. Or, you know, maybe what can we do to help ourselves be the healthiest version of ourselves from, you know, going forward? That, those would be such positive things to take away from the experience. We, we've touched a lot on the dynamics of being intentional and having other people around. And I don't want to skip over this piece of it because I'm sure there's probably people watching right now that may not be sheltering in place in their own bunker with, with family members. They might be there solo or they might be there with someone that they realize that they cannot stand at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering for those people, if you wouldn't mind speaking for a moment about what they can do to be intentional. Is it because I imagine the dynamics are the same when we don't have family members to schedule game night, movie night with and stuff. Well, how how can they still be intentional? So that's such a good question. Um, I think, first of all, this sounds so hokey to say, but I mean, happiness really has to be grown in one's own garden. And um, so, you know, I think, I know that sounds so cliche, but it's true. So, I mean, you have the choice in terms of how you want, how how you're going to let other people influence you. And so if you're with someone who um, is in your bunker and you realize that, you know, you don't really like this person, then, you know, see what you can do to kind of give yourself some space. And a lot of times I think people that might feel, might be feeling like, you know what, I realize I don't really like this person. Maybe you just need space from that person. So maybe that just means that you go into another room and you meditate for, you know, a little bit of time or you just shut the door and you say, you know, I'm having a movie night by myself or, um, you know, I'm someone who is really extroverted, but I also like to have time alone and I'm not having the amount of time. I wasn't at first having that alone time as much because look, let's be honest, there's a lot of people in my house now. Um, and so 
I kind of realized that, you know, I need to maybe get up a little earlier or have that time to journal or have my meditation time, maybe meditate longer than I used to because I've got to sort of connect with myself, connect with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I think just um, giving yourself per permission to have alone time, whatever, however that can look and carving out that space for yourself probably will change a lot in terms of how you're feeling with the person that you're with. And I know that there are a lot of people that feel disconnected right now who are by themselves. And, um, you know, I think that's, there are a lot of people are feeling really lonely. And I think that's something that I definitely don't want to discount because that's a very real feeling that a lot of people have. Um, and so for those people, I would say, try to reach out to other people, try to schedule a Zoom call with someone, a FaceTime call with someone, you know, watch a movie with a friend at the same time, watch the same movie. Those are, technology has been the biggest blessing through all of this. And so try to figure out ways that you can bring people into your life. Another thing you can do, which I feel like isn't really talked about enough is, you know, write a letter to someone that you really care about right now. Yeah. And that's bringing that person into your space, even if they're not there with you right now. Um, so I love writing notes and letters to the people that I love and care about. And that's something that you can do to kind of bring that person in the same room with you, even if they're, they're se you're separated by space. I love that. It's like letter writing is such a lost art. I know it is. Yeah. But, um, I, the reason I really say that is because I recently found a bag of letters that were written, that, that were written to me by my mom and my grandmothers who have all passed away. And I went back and started reading those letters and they were written to me when I was nine years old until I graduated from college. Hmm. And, the relevance and the wisdom that those letters have it and the amount of joy that reading those letters brought to me is something that I cannot even describe. I felt like I was having conversations with my family members who have passed away. And it was like the biggest gift that I have gotten. And I can't even tell you what that did for me. Um, wow. And so when you write letters to people, you know, put a little intention into what you're wanting to tell them because a lot of people, you know, they might save that letter and it might be there for them one day when you're not there. I know I just kind of went off on another No, I, I think that's so perfect. I, there was so much great stuff covered there and I, I want to I try to summarize to, to bring to our, our big conclusion here. I told you we'd run out of time way too fast. Yeah. There was something you said about giving yourself permission. And I think that's a, such an important distinction, especially when it comes to living intentionally, because I think you also said earlier about we've gotten to this place, right, where we have these, these values about staying up. I only got three hours of sleep. I, you know, I, I work 20 hours. Oh, you work 21, I'm gonna work 22. And I, I've, I've struggled with that. You know, being entrepreneurial and stuff, I've struggled with that so much, even wrestling with the beliefs that if I'm not, if I'm not falling asleep on my laptop, I didn't work hard enough, you, you know, that kind of thing. But to give yourself permission, almost, if we really slow it down and look at what intentionality is around permission, and we start to see 
why are we even doing those things in the first place, right? Why are we, why are we going 18 hours? Why are we going 20 hours? We'll likely see that at the end of that road, it's because we're trying to have an emotional outcome. I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled or a tangible outcome. So I have more free time with my family, my friends. I'm wondering what it would look like. You know, what would the world look like from your perspective? This is a nice, easy question to finish up with, right? Nice and nice and (laughs) nice and condensed. What do you think the world could look like for us if we all came out of this, giving ourselves permission to live intentionally, but giving ourselves permission to start living in alignment with what we really want right now? Yeah. So what came to mind when you were saying all that is success. So defining success for yourself, giving Mm. yourself permission to figure out what that looks like for you instead of what that looks like for your friend, what that looks like for other families, what that looks like for other entrepreneurs, just like kind of leaning in and saying, okay, this is what success for me means. And I'm going to let myself get it. I'm going to figure out a way to make that happen for me, for my life. And I'm not going to worry about what success looks like for other people. And that's, I think, such a big part of everything you just said is um, just kind of listening to yourself and what feels good for you and giving yourself permission to find a way to have it, to find a way to create it. Maybe after going through all this, people will realize what that means for them and I don't know it can mean so many different things to so many different people and none of them are wrong it's all whatever is best for that person for that individual and just not comparing not comparing ourselves to other people that's one thing that I've really learned just over the past few years is just you know figuring out what works for me and for my family and giving myself letting myself say it's okay if this is what works and what we want, why chase something that we don't even want at the end of the day, because other people have it and other people make you feel like maybe you want that when at the end of the day, you really maybe don't even want that. So Mm -hmm. it all comes back to success. Figure out what that is for you and then let yourself find a way to get it, create it, go after it. This is incredible. Everyone, Rewind, rewatch, re-listen, take lots of notes. I think that there are so many little pearls of wisdom in here for not just going through this time, but to really go through the rest of your life and make it more enjoy, more enjoying, more have more enjoyment, more fulfilling, more success than perhaps this last stage of your life was. I love the notion of looking back at these last four weeks or six weeks or however much time you've been in the position you're in. And really considering how would you have lived them differently if you would have known this would have been the parameters you have been in. And incidentally, probably a great skill set to take beyond this too. But what would your life be like, right, if you started evaluating each 30 days, you're, when June ends, you look on June 30th and you said, you know, if I would have known these 30 days were going to pass as they were, how would I have done them differently? Who would I have been? How would I have shown up? I love the idea of giving yourself permission and, and to living with more intention and framing things in the way that Dara does where it's, it's adding that little extra sprinkle of, of amazingness to simple phrases like, how am I going to spend my time versus how am I going to spend this time I'm blessed to have? My goodness, are we so blessed. Whether we're going through hardships right now, which many of us are, and feeling the fear as we both acknowledge, this isn't to discount what's going on. 
It's also to say, though, is to not allow the fear, the anxiety, the stress, the stuff that's going on externally to overshower, overshadow all the blessings that you're able to experience each and every day internally and in the world that you might be sheltering in place in. I love the notion of looking at how you can choose intention right now with looking at, you know, if I have a, another week in this position or I have another couple weeks, how am I going to improve upon it? What can I do? Whether that's having a family movie night, family game night, or getting to letter writing. Gosh, that one resonated with me. Isn't it such a lost art? And do we ever really slow down to take the time to write a letter when we can just do a text message? And oftentimes it's voice to text because we're so busy. But to actually slow down and put pen to paper and put that effort into it, all of us know how much we appreciate and value when we get a handwritten note. And maybe one of the ways that you can connect and form deeper, more meaningful relationships with the people you love and care about, or just anyone in your community, send a note to a stranger and see what happens there, is to take that. the time to write a letter. Dara, this has been absolutely incredible. I am so grateful that you shared with us. Thank you for sharing your magic. It, this has been such an absolute blessing and so much to, to absorb and embrace as we move beyond this right moment right now. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do these amazing um, the series, I think, is really adding so much value to people. And it's been a great, great idea that you had, and I'm happy to be part of it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time, everybody, on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to